Happy Friday, America. Welcome to yet again another Simple Answers podcast. I am Michael Turk. It is July 6th of 2018, and this is episode 11. On uh, today's program, we're going to break down the myth, all epic myths. Is America democracy? Stay tuned, and Gerard and I will give you that pivotal answer. Hint, hint. My head answer up. is no! No! <laughs> Welcome, Gerard. Uh, thank you for thank joining. Yeah, Happy yeah. Uh, belated Independence Day. Well, it's not belated. Well, yeah, I guess it is belated. Yeah. So, yes, and Happy Independence Day to you too. Now, and now, I, <laughs> Happy Treason Day, as some. Yeah. And if this comes out after the fourteenth, uh, Viva la Bastille to our French uh, followers. No, well, that's correct. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I was going to ask you, uh, that I didn't prep you for still true answer All right. is July 4th or August 2nd, which do you think our true independence day should be? And, and for those of you who see, he, I know knows history, so he, I can just bang out this answer, but for those that don't understand out. Um, yes, the declaration was, um, the Continental Congress met on July 1st, they voted July 2nd, they rough drafted and debated the third and, and, uh, voted again and disseminated on the fourth. So that's why we all agree that July 4th, Independence Day, but New York was the only colony that did not sign the declaration of independence or i'm sorry declaration at that continental congress their their assembly back home said we're not ready for it we didn't vote on it we don't give you authorization it took until august for new york to go in and for them to track down the other delegates to actually have every single delegate sign the declaration so technically we disseminated it, but we didn't sign it until August 2nd. So what do you think? Yeah, it's one of those things like, you know, Christmas. It doesn't have to be December 25th because, you know, we all know he probably wasn't born in the wintertime. He was born some other, you know, I think they said something like spring or summer or something like that. I forget. But, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, it'd be nice if we recognized when pen was put to paper. But it's the same spirit. You know the same. You know, the same notion is behind it. So as long as the message is getting across that this is the day that you know we said we will not go gently into the night, we will not die without a fight. <laughs> this shall be our Independence Day. Oh my God, I love you, Gerard. You just made my head. You just made my whole week just with that. <laughs> and if you don't know what, like, I, you and I are laughing. Kyle's yeah. not here to defend himself, but he, that would have went right over his head. Yeah, I know. He would have no idea what, what you were just talking about. And I would sit here yeah. and go, watch right. a Will Smith movie. Right. Just do it. What we should do is have, is have uh, like, you know, uh, Kyle and absentia, a little doll or something that we just have sitting next to you. Oh, yes. You know? There you go. So we can keep him included. <laughs> That's something to yell at. 
Oh, good grief. I'm sorry, Kyle. You're going to watch this and go, I should have been there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, guys, uh, if you want to join the 1787 Army, uh, hit that red subscribe button if you're on YouTube. And um, follow us on Facebook. We're, we're growing every single week on Facebook. Facebook.com slash network on the twitter it's 1787 media net you can also hear us uh if you don't like look at our uh sexy faces you can also I... hear us on uh on soundcloud just search 1787 media network and gerard i have a huge announcement are you ready oh. drum roll <laughs> all right we are now on itunes as of next week's podcast wow that's awesome. so every single podcast that we have ever done for simple answers will be up and live next week on itunes awesome. so follow the facebook page again facebook.com slash 7bd network and i will disseminate all the information and the links that you can go there and hear us whenever the heck you want yeah. so we are growing that's awesome. Cool. Civics 101, Gerard. All right. Something that is close to your heart. Something that I wish they taught in schools. So so we're starting with the macro vision of it. So yeah. my, my question to you, I posed this at the beginning. Mm-hmm. America, democracy, yes or no? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And no. what if- are we? If we were a democracy, uh, segregation would still be in. Probably slavery would still be in. Um, Hillary Clinton yeah. would have become president. Clinton would have been president. So would have Al Gore. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Forgot about that one. I don't know if he's worse than Hillary or not. <laughs> On the hypocritic scale, yeah. That's yeah. Hypocr- not hypocratic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, I... He's up there, but then again, there's that whole, you know, Russia plutonium, and you know the the dealings with the foundation that just, you know, she should just literally walk around all day with a bucket of slime over her head, ready to dump. <laughs> but, um, but no, we are a constitutional republic. Now, uh, that that is that is very important to bring up, and I think we have to dive into it a bit deeper. You know, you and I here. Everybody else, I, I I really wanted to actually go out uh, for Fourth of July and with like a local park and just walk up and hey, what kind of government do we have? What kind of government do we have? And and see and make a video for YouTube. I might end up doing it anyway. I just didn't have time to do it before this podcast. But nobody has time. I know it. Time is of the essence. Um, Never knew time would be such a commodity. Yeah, it's true. I I would say, I would venture a guess that 85 plus percent would say that we are a democracy. Because we have have been fed it over and over and over for years. American democracy. Oh, we're going to spread democracy around the world. Oh, we're voting democratically. Oh, we're Democrat socialists. You are all retarded. Um, never the worst form of government that the founders ever believed in was a democracy. Yeah. 
And, and uh, you know, I've, I've said it a hundred times and I'll say it again. Look around the world, look at the most tyrannical, just socialist regimes there are. And you will see that nine times out of 10, they usually start their title off with the democratic people's Republic of insert your scumbag nation here. Right. Um, you know, it's, you know, the DPRK democratic Republic of Korea. That's the actual name of North Korea. Um, you know, the Democratic People's Republic of China. Oh. People always forget about that. We just call them China. Right. It's the Democratic People's Republic of Vietnam. I mean, you, you know, just go down the list. They all have that title. When they vote there, it, it, and since it's a simple answer, we'll call it, we'll give it the simple explanation. In a constitutional republic, the majority can never infringe on the inalienable rights of the minority. Correct. They they may sway back and forth, but there are mechanisms in place to prevent that from happening. Right. Right. In a democracy, it is majority rules, it is mob rule. And basically when you have, you know, a single party communist system like they do in China and stuff, yeah, they go out and vote and lo and behold, you know, Ping Pong Zing got ninety nine percent of the vote. Wow. <laughs> you know Right. Well, you know, when a gun's pointed at your head or your entire family, you vote a specific way. But but what's funny is you went down the the definition route. And and I think I want to I want to elaborate a little bit more of exactly what you were saying. Democracy, in my eyes, just to use a couple different phrases (laughs) for for people is rule of man The you go out. So the government goes out and says, we. Just made a. We just uh, put on parchment a law that says we are going to ban oranges. So they put it out to the people, and everybody votes yes or no to ban oranges. If it passes, and the majority says yes, it passes. If the majority says no, they don't ban oranges, and everyone gets to keep their oranges. Cool. I like oranges. I I know, right? Um, in a republic, it is the rule of law. So we create laws to govern people, and there's laws for said consequences of breaking laws. So, you know, there is a law that says you can't kill anybody in America. There's laws that tell you and dictate that you get a death penalty if you kill someone, or you'll go to jail for... 15 years, whatever be right. governed by laws. And, and I, I, w- I would just, to just add a quick side route off of that, of that. Those laws are before they can be a law have to be examined and deemed worthy of being a constitutional law. Oh, absolutely. Um, now, One of the things that I think trick people up and I'll pose this to you is, oh, well, don't we vote democratically? Um, You know, aren't there majorities on bills and aren't there majorities on uh, presidential elections and, you know, Senate elections? And I mean, we go out and vote and, you know, people win. So why, why, why doesn't that make us a democracy? 
we're it's a representative democracy. You're not actually voting on, you know, House Bill 25R14 slash 72 Zulu X-ray Zebra. You know, you are <laughs> you are voting for a, a candidate who you believe to be is representative of the people in your community to go to Washington and vote with their good conscience and in good faith to the people that they represent. Um, so we are a representative democracy. We, we are voting for representation in the people's house, in the Senate, you know, for the presidency. We're not going out there and doing the popular democratic vote right. where, you know, it's majority rules. So basically California, New York, and that's it. Well, and, and it's funny that you bring that up. So I look at New York State as a perfect example of how a democracy failed. Mm-hmm. Our, in our assembly, um, just because of population, the city has, you know, a hundred... Uh, I, I honestly don't know the numbers, so I'm just throwing arbitrary yeah. numbers, but say a hundred more uh, representatives than the entire rest of the state. I mean, let's say there's, let's say there's what, I don't even, I'm I could Google a, it, but just, let's just say a hundred. They have a hundred more. I swag at the population of the state minus New York City. I'm going to say maybe there's what, 20 million people in the rest of New York State. I, I figured it out one time and there was like, uh, 240,000 people difference that the city Probably owned over up- us, like upstate. So, but yet they have so much more representation. Correct. And that and yeah. that's that's the point that I'm getting at is yeah. the city themselves in the state legislature has so much more representation that they are the majority and they vote on the majority side of all the bills. So whatever the, we always say and everyone just laughs at us, the city gets what the city wants. Well, that's true because the city can outweigh no matter what the rest of the state wants to do. And that's where I think people can say, oh, well, democracy fails. Well, sure, right, it fails. It fails all the time. Oh, uh, look at ancient Greece. Democracy failed into tyranny, gave you the Caesars. Um, You know, democracies fail into tyranny all the time. Plato said it. Yeah. Uh, And I think what's, what's really funny and kind of a side tangent that I wanted to get on um, is this whole notion of socialism being democratic. We just I, had that that Looney Tune, what's her name, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, win in New York City yeah. as a running democratic socialist. Another yeah. Bernie Sanders Sanders nutbag. Yeah, it's. I was just going to bring up the fact that, uh, you know, as far as democracies fail, you know, all I have to remind people, and whether they know it or not, um, Adolf Hitler was democratically elected. Yes, he was. He he didn't just step to power with, you know, uh, clubs and boots. He was on a ballot. I I mean, the brown shirts kind of helped. Well, they... But that's how you get the majority to swing your way. Absolutely. 
you know, a little little uh, little poking and prodding. Uh, and that's what you can do in a democracy. Um, you know, when you want the majority, just put a gun to everybody's head and, you know, they'll they'll they'll, they'll vote for goose stepping around a Christmas tree. You know, if you. <laughs> but uh, now now. But democracy didn't fail there because, I mean, he was he was the National Socialist. So Democratic Socialism totally, totally pulled it out right there. And again and again and again, we're saying the same thing. You know, remember these these countries that are, you know, some of the most horrible, horrible in the in the history of the earth. You know, they all had that little tagline socialist. Hmm? And here we go. You know, we have people again, it, it, it's an ignorant electorate. Um, you know, they're, they're spoon fed stuff from, you know, the idiots on TV. They're spoon fed stuff from their their buddies and their professors in college. And next thing you know, they think, hey, socialism sounds great. You know, hey, well, it sounds like everyone's equal and we all get to pay our fair share and, you know, have, have, have equality and all that good stuff. Well, you know, it, it, it always looks great on paper until it goes into practice. And when it goes into practice, usually a few million people die. Oh, well, you know, it's it's funny that you brought that up because uh, you know who coined the term Vla- uh, uh, democratic socialism? Uh, Vladimir Lenin. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. He, was, he was the first one to use democratic socialism. Um, yep. And uh, he said, and I quote, we social Democrats always stand for democracy, not yeah. in the of capitalism, but in the name of clearing the path for our movement. So let's use democracy to snuff out capitalism and the free market so we can institute socialism, which is kissing cousins to communism. Once socialist fails, then you just pick up a gun and start shooting people and taking what you want. I mean, Uncle Joe, you know, everyone wants to harp on Hitler for, you know, for, you know, the killings he did in the name of socialism and and fascism. But, uh, yeah, Uncle Joe, he killed something like 100 million people. Gulag, re-education camps, all that good stuff. Um, I believe Chairman Mao killed 20 million. Yep. I I actually stand by because I think I have, I, I, I used to have this. I don't know if I still do. Oh, please. I sure hope people know who Uncle Joe and Chairman Mao are. Um, (laughs) I, I would just, I know our educated, uh, smart listeners do. Oh, no, this doesn't have it. Um, it just lists certain socialist, uh, communist. But, you know, it's funny that, yes, you know, their socialism and communism combined have literally killed more human life on, on the face of the earth and any single disease, war, plague, famine out there. I'll tell you, it's funny. I've, I've been watching on uh, on Netflix this uh, documentary. It's a real long, like, multi-part series. It, it literally goes year by year uh, of the Vietnam War. And it, and it starts off, you know, post-World War II with the French uh, reoccupation of Indochina. And, uh, you know, they throw a lot of stats and numbers out and everything. And there's one number that everyone seems to always forget because all everyone cared about was getting us out of Vietnam because we want to save lives and you know it's not our far war we shouldn't be there we shouldn't be doing anything because you know it's 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 their it's their fight and 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 for the most part I, I kind of agreed but there's one number that 
it's irrefutable, but no one talks about. And that's when Saigon fell in 1975. And the North Vietnamese swooped down with their banner of democratic socialism, communism. They murdered two million people. And nobody batted an eyelash. Nobody nope. cared. Nobody and I'm cared. not I'm not talking about, you know, soldiers and whatnot. They went and they rounded up teachers and they rounded up Catholics and they rounded up artists. Anyone who they just felt, eh, they might be a thorn on our side later on, so let's just get rid of the problem now. And um, that, that's usually what happens when you have these democracies come about. I mean, the people who ran North Vietnam throughout the war, they were elected. Mm -hmm. it, Vietnam was a democracy. It was a yes, democracy, but it was a democracy. Um, so, yeah, it, unfortunately, where the republic comes in, the rule of law prevents a lot of that dictatorshipism, that maniacal craziness from coming into play. Well, because we and have our checks and balances. We have ways of making sure those type of people don't get into places they'd like to be. Right. And it's especially in this country, you know, a republic was around. You know, when the founders, it wasn't instituted very often, but it was around. It was a, it was a form of government. Um, you know, Plato, again, wrote about it. The philosophers wrote about, uh, you know, republics and, and republican form of government. And it was the constitutional republic that really set us ahead of every other form of government ever conceived. And that yep. is solely because of what you just said. We have three branches of government to make sure that one doesn't overstep bounds. We have the three branches to make sure that, you know, the president doesn't become a, a ruling dictator and say, hey, yep, I am I am the president of forever. And, yep. you know, kneel at my feet. Um, we have, yep. let's God. see, the Second Amendment for you and me to go, hey, government, get off my lawn. Let me shoot you. That's where I was going to say, I would even say there is a fourth uh, part of the government, and that is our Second Amendment, right? It is the people. Is the people. Like, you, have it, your, you, know, you, it's, you have your legislative, you have your executive, and you have the people. To right. keep, it's our job to keep them all in check. Aren't Skippy. Otherwise, what, what do you get? You get, you know... Uh, Lenin's Red Terror, where yep. he went out and he murdered 500, <laughs> I think it was 512,000 people in like four it's days. Called, it's called a purge. Oh, absolutely. Like you know, a purge. And, yeah. and what did he do? He was out with his, you know, I want to say, uh, yeah, the Bolshevik force, yeah. which is more or less the Nazi SS force. Like brown, brown shirts, yeah. You know, Same. or the brown shirts. Um, you know, and he said, hey, anyone who disagrees with me, you die. Yeah. You know, it. Holocaust, six million a, Jews, 17 yeah. million, everybody else. We don't like you. You die. You are counter-revolutionary. Yeah, exactly. Say. You don't. So it, it's funny. Everyone says, oh, well, you know, could this happen in, in the United States? You know, it's it's <coughs> it's an interesting thing how these new democratic socialists 
now sit there on their high on their high pulpits and and they say, "Oh, we yeah. We're totally for socialism." I have the quotes here off the um off of the DSA's web. Yeah. All right. So, let me read you a paragraph here directly off the DSA's website. And if anyone uh, doesn't know what the DSA is, they are the Democrat Socialists of America. They are a legit um, force. They were started in 1982 by the same people like Bernadine Dorn, Bill Ayers, the Weather Underground, which, oh, I don't know, like blew up, I think, what, 25 buildings in the early 70s, late 60s? Policemen, uh, um, a few people. They were at least nice about it. They they called ahead and said, hey, you know, we're going to blow up this police station, get everyone out, but they're still terrorists. Well, well, just remember also that these are also the Saul Alinsky people. Oh, absolutely. The people whose mantra is the ends justify the means. And, and it's funny you should say that because... So, and I quote, we are socialists because we share a vision of humane social order based on popular control. Got to come back to that of resources and production, economic planning, equitable, equitable distribution, feminism. That's a real thing. Racial equality again, because that's a real thing and non-oppressive relationships. And, and the funny thing is, if you translated that into German, it would probably would have sounded really good in 1932. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We are socialists because we are developing a concrete strategy for achieving that vision, for building a majority movement that will make democratic socialism a reality in America. It's really funny that what happens when their concrete strategy fails. Actually, I'm, I'm actually more terrified of what if their strategy succeeds. Well, because what you just read there is... I'm, I'm saying it from the point of view of they get it in, that we are socialism, then their concrete strategy fails, they don't have a second amendment to go up against because all socialists take the people's guns through gun control, so you can't revolt against them, so then you roll a few tanks into the streets to make sure that everyone's pacified and make sure that they understand who's in control. Right. And guess what? There you've just birthed communism. And now you're, you know, Stalin's That's Russia. That's tyranny. That's hey, tyranny. But, it, it, but what you, literally as you're reading it, all I'm thinking of is, I, I know I made the joke about 1932, but I'm literally, it's like, yeah, okay. That sounds like something Hitler would have said. Um, yes, we want everything. We want the control of production and distribution, and that's that's pretty much what they did. Uh, oh, and we want racial equality. Well, you know, he kind of wanted that. He just wanted it all to be one color, you know, and and, and from one freaking breed, uh, you know. So it it literally just scared the shit out of me to hear people are still thinking that way. And the funny thing is, is, you know, they're wrapping themselves up as hippies or whatever you want to call it. I mean, they, I don't think they understand the poison that they're playing with, if you know what I mean. 
it's funny because when you when you look on the DSA's website, they're they're all for you know social programs, you know free healthcare, free college, um, uh, free free employment for everyone. Everyone is gets a job from the government, right? Um, you know, and and it's funny because uh, one of the things uh, that I wanted to bring up was the the movement for the DSA. Um, really only had like 6,500 members in 2011 and across the United States. And they could really get anyone to join because, you know, Americans were somewhat intelligent at that point in time. And uh, finally around, sorry, finally around, I want to say the election year. 2016 ish, they had like 8,500 and they only got that 2000 person difference. Boom. Because they said, Hey, we are going to institute a program of free college tuition for all of our members. So we'll, we'll help you out and pay for your college because Right. We need you to go to college to become more socialist minded because that's our well, think tank. Not just that, but we need you to get your teaching degrees and become tenured professors at these colleges so that the next crop of kids come through are properly indoctrinated. Absolutely. So yeah. then Trump gets elected in 2016, right? Yep. So many members the DSA has currently right now. Uh, it's got to be 10,000, 20,000. 24,000. Yeah. Yeah. There are 24, and, and of course, these are, like uh, Kyle said, the ones, you know, if, you, if you're not liberal in your 20s, right. you don't have a heart. If you're, if you're, if you're not conservative in your 30s, you or don't brain. have a brain. These yeah. are mostly 18 to 35-year-old yeah. people. Yeah, yeah these, are, these are people who they've been sucking it up like a sponge, all the socialist ideals that they get through public school, going through grade school, and they go to college, and they get the really cool professor with the long hair and the John Lennon glasses, and he's just he's just the coolest guy you ever met, and he's got all the answers, man. He talks real good game. You know, he's probably, you know, doing a couple cheerleaders on the side, and, you know, he's just a really good guy, and he's got the right ideas, and then all of a sudden, you go out, and you're like, wait a minute, they want to take 80% of what I make and give it to people who don't work? Uh, no. And that's usually around when they hit their 30s and they're paying taxes and they're making decent money. Yeah. Like, they're taking too much. And they go, wait a minute, but they're only taking 30% now. What? Wait, the, those sons of bitches wanted 80. Hey, wait a minute. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it is, it's remarkable. And uh, yeah. I, I think it's, it's almost scary. And I wanted to bring it up because I feel like, I feel like all the liberals in Congress and, that you see all the talking heads on TV, they're they're all saying, "Oh yeah, we're liberal. Oh yeah, we're Democrats." Yeah, but they're all it's Democrat socialists. It's cool, man. It's they, cool. They are every yeah. single last one of them is a socialist at heart, and I think that's you're, you're not fighting um, republic versus democracy anymore. You're fighting republic versus socialism. I think I, that's that's where we have to have our mindset. One of the things I noticed in this in a video series I was watching on on, uh, on Vietnam, they were showing a lot of, of video from you know the, the demonstrations and the marches and stuff, 
and you're looking at you know the hippies marching and you know the people marching and you know they've got their organizers you know community organizers that we've all come to know and love and uh i noticed these flags that were being carried at a lot of these marches you know, look at the flags and if you're just a normal american you're watching the news you don't you don't really think anything of it you don't notice it it just goes by and you're just like oh, okay it's a bunch of people marching but if you look at the flags you'll see red flags large red flags people with the red shirts that is the color of communism skippy these and you see it today in, in a lot of these black lives matter marches and these other you know union marches and things like that you you look closely you know the anti-gun march oh especially the anti-gun ones you will see a lot of black flags which are your anarchists hmm. they don't even know what the hell they want they're just kids and they think they're they're cool but you'll also see a lot of the red ones and those are your communists they i think in the 60s you know when they realized you know maybe we can't get what we want uh through marching and and the social organizing i think they figured it out and i think they were they were correct and i think they, they are actually ahead of the game right now unfortunately and that is follow hitler's model go for the seed corn forget yeah. about the Today, you're not going to change their minds. Infiltrate the schools, infiltrate, you know, academia. Shave your beard, trim your hair, get your tenure. And then teach them, you know, the socialist way. When they're children. And you can't deny that that's pretty much what's been going on in this country. Well, so it's, uh, it's really funny. As you've been talking... I, I I wanted <laughs> I wanted to bring up some Hitler quotes because uh, you know Kyle's not here and we have to quote Hitler. What's a good What's a party without Hitler quotes? You know. That's right. <laughs> so <laughs> the first one: National Socialism will use its own revolution for establishing of a new world order. Ooh, these are words I'm familiar with. Yeah, those those are interesting, right? I think I think there was a bush that even used those words. <gasps> so this was this was really funny. Not we are socialists. Sorry, we are socialists. We are enemies of today's capitalistic economic system for the exploitation of the economically weak. Fair salaries with a seemingly evolution. Uh, of a human being according to wealth and property instead of responsibility and performance. And we are determined to destroy this system under all circumstances. May 1st, 1927. Yeah. That one's interesting, right? It's interesting because I'm like literally like seeing flashes of Obama and Hillary and a lot of these other Democrats and Bernie and it's like you could literally hear them saying those words, those uh, exact words. Well, yeah, because you know, remember Obama said you you don't you didn't build your own business; the government built your business. That's right. Well, uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely mind-boggling. And and the and the scary part is is like you said the the thick skulls full of you know uh, mushy brains that don't know a thing. And but what scares me even more is the adult brains that are still full of squishy little mush that don't know anything. Don't see right through this. No. It it is mind-boggling to me 
how you and I can sit you know, every week, talk about this, not be like driving nails through our skulls going, how do these people not see what you and I see? This because, is why. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. You know, we got, we got kids at the border to worry about, right? Yeah. This is the media. Right. Don't pay attention. Don't no. learn it. Just, just absorb and sponge in everything we feed you. And I mean, granted, you know, I'm going to say uh, something that sounds fantastic. Democracy is a noble idea. It's noble. Everyone loves democracy because it's free and stuff. But, like stuff. but there's nothing like the individual being free and not subjugated to the Borg hive. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's sad to me how so many Americans can't think in terms of I want to be an, in, everyone wants to be an individual. Everyone, everyone wants to look at me. Everyone is on social media saying, look at me. I'm important. I'm important for this reason. Nobody gives two craps about the reason, but they right. think that they're important because of it. But yet they still want their individuality in the collective. That's yeah, not that, how it works. Not going to happen. You can't yeah. have your cake and eat it too. No. Um, again, I, I know where you can. It's called a constitutional it, republic, a.k.a. Yeah. America, greatest relipping nation on the face of the earth. Thank you, Kyle. Right. And F your kids. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's like, you know, I make the joke with the keys and that's what the media does, you know, is, is, we're going to jangle the keys and you're going to go, ooh, shiny. And that's kind of what the population does. They go, ooh, shiny. Don't read into anything. Don't learn anything. Don't look stuff up. Just take what we're jangling. And then if we notice you start to catch on a little bit, we move over here and jangle some more keys that are even louder. Oh, no, 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 no. Forget about that uh, that Russia thing. Look, look, oh, these kids, they're being ripped apart at the border. Oh, wait a minute. Bill Clinton put that in? Hold on. Back to Russia. Russia. <laughs> Russia. Russia. <laughs> Russia. And Trump fixed it. Yay, yeah, accomplishment yeah. for Trump. Yeah. No, it, it, and don't even get me started on that. I mean. Well, we're going to hit that. Next see, week's it, episode. Pre uh, prelude to next week, guys. Trump's accomplishment. Uh, State. I really wish he would just let Congress fall on its own sword. But it just, never does. You guys made these rules. I'm just enforcing them. You guys fix them. And then nothing I'll, would get done. That's the problem. And he knows it. That's the point. That's the well, point. I mean, because then when the media and, goes, but the, but the problem is, is because everybody real over there, but the problem, like you said, they'll jingle the media, jingle those keys and say, well, Trump didn't fix the, the problem at the border. It's his he, fault. No, it's Congress and Clinton's fault for making the rule in the first place. It's Bush's fault for not enforcing it. It's Obama's fault for not enforcing it. And thank God Trump came along and said, hey, this is stupid. We should fix it. I know. But I mean, you know, he's got the biggest bully pulpit there is. I mean, he could literally tell all, you know, the communist broadcasting system, you know, the nothing but Clinton network, you know, 
all these liberal outlets, he can literally come on and say, hey, I'm giving a presidential announcement tonight, so uh, you need to turn off all your programming. And they they have to do it. And he will literally come on and say whatever he wants. Oh. And I wish he would I wish he would freaking do it. But I, I, I think digress, we digress. I think there's a time and a place for it. But yes, yeah, so it, with that, is there anything else that you wanted to add on to why America being a republic is so flipping badass? I, I would hope that anyone who watches this or hears it, that um, they're not too sure about, you know, the things we're talking about or you don't understand something or and maybe constitutional republic is a new word, you know, new term for you to hear. Uh, I would really hope that you would just turn the news off, pick up a book or an ebook, whatever, and do some reading. You know, read some read some of the classics. You know, common sense. Uh, you know, that just comes to mind. Uh, <laughs> one of the the best books that I've ever read. I honestly forget the author, but no other book has this name. 5,000 Year Leap. Mm. Um, it was actually recommended to me by my father-in-law. Okay. And I read it, and it is amazing. It is, it is literally a book on how the founders took America from its start and blasted us, you know, 5,000 years ahead of where they were yeah. in 1775 or 1776. And um, because of the form of government that, that they, you know, thought of and put in place. Uh, it's an amazing read. I've actually read it twice. I think it's the first book on the face of the earth that I've read twice. So it wasn't the aliens that came down and gave them all the information that they needed uh no unless unless our founders were aliens i'm gonna say new <laughs> you have to think they live right well i i didn't i didn't say whether or not aliens were real i just said if they <laughs> were that's hey i'll give them credit greatest fight scene of all time on on film can we agree on that in regards to which one they live Yes, Rowdy Roddy, Keith David. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, we have consensus. <laughs> we have consensus. <laughs> um, so, guys, join us uh, next uh, next Friday, uh, episode 12 of Gerard, and I will actually be talking all about uh, Trump's accomplishments thus far that the talking heads refuse to acknowledge. Um, they just continue to say he's ignorant, he's a failure, he's the worst, you know, anything. And uh, we're going to take the opposite standpoint and tell you why you should think that this, exactly, this guy literally, I think, is the best president that we have had, not just since Reagan, but I think since Lincoln, in my opinion. And I've heard this a couple times from a couple different uh, libertarian, conservative, Republican people that they think that he's going to take a bullet for us some point in his tenure as president because of how good he's doing. 
Um, but again, we'll get into that next week. Oh, um, we actually we actually have a secret service that actually liked the guy. That is that is true, but you know, so the, the Reagan part. had a secret service oh. and he took a bullet. Yeah, but they were kind of wishy washy. <laughs> <laughs> Now we got the secret secret service. Yeah, there's the super secret service, the double secret probation service. Um, So, guys, if you don't want to wait, you can always follow us on all of our social media. Again, if you uh, like the video on uh, oh, my dog's going crazy. Um, <laughs> Mine heard you. Now mine's going. <laughs> Chill. It's just a carpet. <laughs> um, so, See what anyway, you did? If, uh, if you like the video, want to uh, catch all of our videos here and forever of all time, that big red subscribe button here on YouTube. Follow us on the Facebook, Facebook network, Perfect. SoundCloud, same address, uh, the Twitter at 17.net. And Man, guys, next cool. week, do not forget, you can hear us completely and utterly on iTunes as well. Cool. So. That, cool. uh, that detail will be coming down the pike on the Facebook page. <laughs> Till next oh. week, America, stay strong. <laughs>